Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Soslin. Today we're studying Daf Nun Vav in Masechet Erevin, page 56. Our Daf begins with some concerns about the health benefits or disadvantages of certain vegetables. One machloket focuses on radishes. Nir etz nun nir sam chayim. According to one Breita, if you see a radish, you are seeing a life-giving potion, a life-giving drug, a medicine. According to another Breita, however, nir etz nun nir sam hamabet. Not only are you not seeing sam chayim, a life-giving potion, but you're actually looking at some hamavet, a death-giving potion. In fact, radishes are poison. What is this machloket? The Talmud is able to coordinate these two opinions by saying, lokashya, there is no difficulty. Yes, radishes can be medicinal. That's when we eat the imahot of the radish, the root, which is probably the part of the radish that we eat today. But when we eat the leaves, according to the Talmud, they can be poisonous. This is interesting science. Another scientific health claim is presented a little bit lower down, where we are told that anyone who lives in a city with ma'alot umaradot, with ascents and descents, big steps or steep hills, is doomed to have a shorter life. Those kinds of people die at half their lifespans. The Talmud asks, really? They die? Well, actually, no, they get old at half their lifespan. According to this claim, living in a town where there are a lot of stairs or a big steep hill can shorten one's life. Well, we can't help but ask, what kind of science is this? As modern readers, we know that living in a town where you have to climb some stairs or walk up hills would probably be good for you. You'd be getting a lot of exercise, and probably it would prolong one's life. So where exactly is the Talmud getting its science? Scholars debate whether or not the Talmudic rabbis knew of certain scientific advances that had happened in their day. And one particularly convincing argument is made by Dr. Moshe Simon Shoshan at the Rothberg International School at Hebrew University. He suggests that actually the rabbis of the Talmudic period did not know very much science. In fact, looking across the Talmud, they often make a number of mistakes when it comes to basic scientific facts. We will see this even more strongly lower down on our page when we return to the discussion of the Eruv and we imagine the sky that the rabbis were looking at and how they understood it. 
So the discussion here is when someone is trying to make a square out of a circular city's A-roof. The city itself is in a circular shape as we discussed on the previous page on Daf Nun Hay. Um, and we are trying to create a square so that we can easily create a tchum around the city. So imagine that the city is the shape of a pizza and we are trying to create the pizza box in order to build a tchum around the city. But the question is, how exactly do we find the northern area? Where do we put the corners of the city? And how do we direct each of the sides? So the rabbis use the sky. They say the northern border is easy to find. It is the egel, the calf, or what we would call today, Taurus. And the southern boundary of the city can easily be found according to the Akrav, or the Scorpion. These are constellations that the rabbis saw in their night sky, just as we do. In terms of the east and west corners, or the east and west sides of the city, those are easy as well. The rabbis suggest that we look where the sun is on the very day, the Tkufa, the day of the equinox, when the sun is directly east or when the sun is directly west. But in terms of the corners, the northwest, the northeast, the southwest, and the southeast, the rabbis had to do a little more work. And what they suggest is that the corners can be found by watching the sun. As they understood it, the sun moves each day. As the winter comes, the sun begins to move higher up on the horizon. And as the summer comes, the sun begins to move lower down on the horizon. How do they know this? Not through science, but rather from the text in Kohelet, the book of Ecclesiastes, which says that the sun holech el darom visovev el tzafon. It travels towards the south and circles back towards the north. The rabbis are understanding the sun moving around the earth, and they're saying that they can experience and understand where the northwest is and where the northeast is and the southwest and the southeast based on where the sun is as it moves along the horizon. This is very interesting to me. First of all, it's not exactly modern science, but what it gets at even more importantly than the science for me, is the idea that the rabbis were looking at the sky and seeing in it access to halachic decisions. This is exactly what Rabbi Joseph Soloveitchik talks about in his book, Halachic Man. He suggests that when halachic man looks to the western horizon, as he writes, and sees the fading rays of the setting sun or to the eastern horizon and sees the first light of dawn and the glowing rays of the rising sun, he knows that this sunset or sunrise imposes upon him anew obligations and commandments. Indeed, when the rabbis looked at the horizon and saw the sun, they saw a series of halachic obligations, everything from when to pray, and all the way until our own page, from where to put the Eruv, from where to set the corners of the city. This is really beautiful. When I first 
learn this, I thought, oh, how depressing for someone to look at the sunset and look at the beautiful world and only see halacha and numbers and obligations. But I've begun to understand it slightly differently, thanks to Rabbi Soloveitchik. What he says is that halachic man apprehends transcendence. He doesn't ignore the beauty of the world. However, instead of rising up to it, writes Soloveitchik, he tries to bring it down to him. Rather than raising the lower realms to the higher world, halachic man brings down the higher realms to the lower world. What this means for me is that a religious person who desires beauty, transcendence, and a connection with God looks upward towards the sun, towards the stars, towards the things that we don't understand. And a halachic person brings those things back down to earth. That to me is part of the work of the Talmud. I'm imagining the rabbis of the Talmud looking at their own sky, looking at their own natural world, and trying to make sense of it. And in doing so, trying to bring the transcendent back down into their world and connect to the holy, both in the heavens as well as back down on the earth. Looking forward to studying with you tomorrow. Shalom. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.